Three to Us on St. Ambrose by Father Emmanuel Mansford So I'm speaking today about St. Ambrose, who is Bishop of Milan and Doctor of the Church, whose feast day is December the 7th. He was born in the year 340, in a very kind of exciting but turbulent time in the Church. His father was a Roman governor, very well respected and so he was well educated. He was born in a time when sort of Christianity is just becoming to be legal. Uh, the Edict of Milan was 313 and Christianity was no longer persecuted. And he was educated and became a successful lawyer, uh, spoke Greek and Latin. And as a young man in his mid-thirties, he was made governor of the northern province in Italy by the emperor. And so he was assigned to Milan. And during this time in the church, there was a heresy called Arianism, which basically denied the divinity of Christ, said that God created Jesus. Somewhat divine, but not, not consubstantial, as we say, not the same substance. And this, even though it had been denounced at the Council of Nicaea in 325, really divided the church still in this point in the life of St. Ambrose. So you're talking around 370, somewhere around there. And the Bishop of Milan, uh, when Ambrose was the governor, Auxentius, his name was, he died in 374, and he was an Arian. And the city was divided between the Arian faith and the authentic and orthodox Catholic faith. And so there was street fighting about the election of the bishop. And so Ambrose, as a well-respected sort of lawyer and governor, went simply to exhort the people to make a decision in peace. And while he was speaking, a voice went up, Ambrose for bishop. Now Ambrose was a layman, and he wasn't even baptised. So when this voice went up, the people took up the cry, almost as one voice. So both the Arians and the Catholics cheered for Ambrose to become bishop. And he ran, like most of us would do, ran and hid. Um, but they came and they found him. And eventually he surrendered to God's will. The bishops of the province ratified the decision. And the emperor, of course, who had appointed him governor, was kind of proud that one of his men was made Archbishop of Milan. And so within a week, Ambrose was baptized, confirmed, received holy orders and became a bishop. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, imagine the shock, imagine the... I mean, he was a professed Christian, but he just hadn't been baptized. So just so, you know, it's not that he he just sort of came to faith at that moment. He had faith, he believed, but he hadn't yet become baptized. But you can imagine the shock. Um, he's suddenly Archbishop of an important area in a really turbulent time when the Christian faith is still kind of being sorted out. Who is this person of Jesus Christ? Is he truly God and truly man? Or is he a little less God but still fully man? And so Ambrose gave himself entirely to God's will as it was revealed to him. Uh, he gave his personal property. Remember he had a successful career, gave his personal property to the poor, his lands and estates to the church and then he lived a simple and prayerful life. He would excuse himself from banquets so that he didn't have to live sort of a 
luxurious life, and when he invited people to come and dine with him, it was known that he entertained with a certain frugality. Uh, he devoted himself to reading the church fathers and the scriptures so that he could really become a good bishop. And he was instrumental in the conversion of, of St. Augustine. St. Augustine would go to Ambrose's cathedral to hear him preach. He would preach every Sunday in the basilica there just because he really felt he had a, a duty to the people as the shepherd. And Augustine would go and hear him preach and was moved by this man's preaching. And I suppose as a bishop, he's known, he, he wrote and taught, but he's, he's known primarily for standing firm in faith against the power of the emperor, two emperors. One was Valentinian, and he, his mother was an Arian, and so he tried to make the church, allow certain churches to be open for the sort of Arian worship, for those who are Arians to be able to worship. And Ambrose refused. At one point, he and his people were in the basilica for days, sort of a siege. And eventually the emperor backed down. And um, read. One of the emperor's chamberlains had said to him, You despise Valentinian, I will cut off your head. To which Ambrose replied, May God permit it. Then I shall suffer as a bishop should, and you will act according to your kind. And when he refused to give up the church to the Arians, this is what happened it's in Butler's Lives of the Saints. He said, I have said what a bishop ought to say. Let the emperor do what an emperor ought to do. Naboth would not give up the inheritance of his ancestors, and shall I give up that of Jesus Christ? On Palm Sunday he preached about not giving up the churches. Fearing for his life, the people barricaded themselves in the basilica with their pastor. The imperial troops surrounded the place to starve them out, but on Easter day they were still there. To occupy their time, Ambrose taught them psalms and hymns composed by himself, which at his direction they sang in two choirs, singing alternate stanzas. Ambrose told his congregation all that had happened between him and Valentinian in the past year, and summed up the principle at stake. The emperor is in the church, not over it. Eventually, Valentinian stepped down and, uh, you know, refused to impose his beliefs. A second confrontation involved the emperor of the East, Theodosius. And Theodosius, he was a good man, but just was, I think, power got to his head and uh, he was responsible for the execution of several thousand innocent women and men and children. Ambrose, after having consulted with his fellow bishops, held Theodosius responsible and wrote to him, exhorting him to public penance and telling him that he could neither offer anything at the altar nor would he be able to come to receive Holy Communion until he made public penance. And to his credit, eventually the emperor gave way. And the emperor said, it's reported that he said this, I know of no one except Ambrose who deserves the name of bishop. And when Theodosius died in 393, Ambrose spoke at his funeral, praising him for his humility. And he said this in his homily. He stripped himself of every sign of royalty and bewailed his sin openly in church. He, an emperor, 
was not ashamed to do the public penance which lesser individuals shrink from, and to the end of his life he never ceased to grieve for his error. St. Ambrose died a few years later on Good Friday, and he was buried on Easter Sunday. This man, this bishop, this shepherd, uh, clearly in his life was reproduced the life of Christ. And I think in our times when there's increasingly greater confrontation between the church and the secular authorities, the civil society, that we need uh, the courage of St. Ambrose and we need shepherds who have uh, his gift of prayer and humility and fortitude to stand firm. And if we look at how God chose him, it's a reminder to all of us that we never know, you know what God has in store for us. But once we submit to his plan, simply to put ourselves into the hands of God and to allow his grace, but also the gifts that he's given us, to be used for his glory. So St. Ambrose, pray for us.